Welcome to the next best podcast with your hosts, Chris Cashman. 24 years old, a former sheet metal worker, Mr. America, and twice Mr. Universe. And Chris Daniels. Time magazine even named him Person of the Century. Now, from the CNC Podcast Factory, here's the next best podcast. Well, here we are again on the Next Best Podcast. I should tell you right out of the gates that this is a special edition of the show. <laughs> Chris Daniels is on assignment, as they say. He is, uh, he's busy with important stuff today. But the show must go on, and I have a suitable, arguably more appropriate replacement for Chris because of today's topic. We're going to be talking about the... I don't know that you can even say digital revolution anymore in regards to media, but a lot of news coming down over the last week with streaming media, football, Amazon, YouTube TV. It's all happening. It's here. What does it all mean? And what does it mean to people like me who are currently making a living in broadcast television? That's why we have brought in Andrew Smith. Andrew, you don't have to go look him up. Who you are, Andrew, (laughs) is, and don't take this the wrong way, not important (laughs) as much as what you represent is important. You are by all accounts, a YouTuber. Right. You were on YouTube many years ago. You didn't do it for a little bit, then you started doing it again, and now you're sort of doing it professionally again. Yeah, I guess you could say that. Right? You've got kind of this new thing. <laughs> That's a loose term. Yeah. You've got a new channel, Local Lens. You're doing it in Seattle. Yes. And it's you. It's me and Kelly. And we're actually on the King 5 YouTube channel. It's a series right. on the YouTube channel. Yeah. So you do this under the umbrella of a broadcast. Very sneaky. Very sneaky. sneaky. You're under the umbrella of King 5. <laughs> but it's you and Kelly, and you guys go out, and you just have fun. You do things kind of in that YouTube style, which means not scripted. Right. You kind of see what happens. As soon as I met you and I saw the stuff you were doing, I, I liked you right away. I was like, this guy's cool. This is You've great. You've been in a lot you of You and videos. I got to go together to Los Angeles to do what they call a junket. That's where they tell you about a brand new TV show. In that case, it was Hairspray Live, which was on NBC. So you and I got to go to Los Angeles together (laughs) and cover that. And we had a lot of fun. And we even made one of your YouTube videos there because we we suddenly found ourselves on the set of Extra. We just stumbled into it. We said, hey, isn't that the fountain that they're always standing in front of? We walked over there. And right as we walked over, Mario Lopez walked out. And sure enough, you and I were on the show, standing in the background, waving around, right? So you guys are doing this show, and and again, you you're a great personality. It's a no-brainer to me that you're doing this. And Kelly is fantastic, as she says in her own bio. She is fun size. <laughs> she is a blue ribbon winner. I love her. Right. So you guys are great. No, you're shout, fun out, to watch. shout out to Kelly. I wish she was here. But geez. so even though it is probably in my best interest to say that I like you guys and the show, I'm actually being honest. I think you well, guys are both you. perfect for it. It's a no-brainer. And if anything, I'm just sort of mad because I wanted to steal Kelly to do a show with me. But that we'll bring that up another day. So but let me point out, yeah, not good enough to get my own intro. I just wanted to say. My, well, I don't look. Our voice guy, he's very, very busy. <laughs> he's a big shot, right. and I didn't want to bug him and say, "Hey, could you do a brand new could you, Andrew Smith?" He doesn't I mean, do it for YouTubers. I no, right. I mean, I, I I only bother him with really urgent news. Right. Chris Cashman. Uh, we're thrilled that you're here, though, because news this week coming down that. YouTube TV, it's out there. It's official. It's happened and it's in like five markets. Yeah. A lot of people don't even understand what that means. What is YouTube TV? It's the latest subscription service 
Uh, I've written down a bunch of stats because people like I'm one of them who have threatened to cut cable for years and years. It's an expense that's hard to justify. I have hundreds of channels. I realistically watch six, seven of them. Like most people, I just record my shows and I get to them when I get to them. So you could argue that I'm a great example of somebody who should probably just do Hulu, pay a few ten bucks a month and you get your shows and watch them when you want to watch them. Uh, I did my research. Andrew. <laughs> Average cable uh, bill is about 103 bucks a month. That This is 2016. I obviously haven't crunched for this new year. Not enough data yet. The average household is paying about 103 bucks a month. And that's going up. There's a group called the Lightman Research Group. They did a study and they said that the bills have risen 39% from 2011 to 2015. So the bills are just going up and up and up and up and up and up. And everybody who threatens to cut the cable either doesn't do it or they're talked out of it. If you've ever tried, and I'm sure some of some of you listening have tried the call to consider canceling or at least scaling back. I know about a year ago I decided that's it. After football season was through, I just said I'm gonna I'm gonna call them, I'm gonna cut way back. I just want the basics. Just give me the basics. Right. And boy was this a salesman on the other end. I mean, <laughs> they basically had convinced me that it would be more expensive for me to have less channels. And it and was they're good it, at that. And so here I am, I'm still stuck on board. But more and more people are doing it. They are bailing, and uh, the feud is spilling out online because YouTube TV is now a real thing. They're out in the market, and you know, for a lot of people, this is a no-brainer. 35 bucks a month, YouTube is in New York, Chicago, Los Angeles, Philly, and San Francisco right now. And you get access to about 50 channels. I have in front of me, it looks like ABC, CBS, Fox, of course, NBC. Uh, CW, even ESPN, and uh, you know, it, it goes down the line, a pretty substantial offering. You know, what keeps a lot of people from making this jump is is local. That's been the bread and butter is, hey, if you want something that's relevant to you in Seattle, you're gonna wanna keep King 5. Right. So let's make sure we do that. Now with YouTube TV coming out, it puts a serious uh, fork in the road. And I think a lot of people are gonna have to decide whether they want to go down this road or not. So I thought it'd be fun to talk to you as a YouTuber. Yeah. I, like a lot of people, didn't take YouTube very seriously for a lot of years. I'd go on it for stuff and I would post some of my things. You know, I had a, in a former life, I did a comedy show <laughs> and we would post a lot of our material oh, I'm aware. on YouTube. And so a lot of that stuff lives there. And it was staggering to me to put up a, a skit <laughs> and then to see 600,000 views and go, wow, what is, holy cow, that, that many people shared this and watched this thing and passed this around? Mm. To have that kind of traction for free online every single year seems to be becoming more and more relevant. When you were doing YouTube before, just for yourself, for kicks, uh, you were in another part of the country. What Tennessee. was What was your experience? I mean, I think for the most part, people viewed YouTube as like, just like cat videos. Just like things, right. you, things you would just look at, like, oh, check out this funny video, da da da. But right. people weren't really putting on like content. It wasn't like shows. actual shows or like. And if they were, it was somebody with a curtain and. Right, it, you was know, it didn't look real or corny. Right. But now, now it's becoming really, really popular. And it's kind of funny to see the YouTubers that I used to watch like back in the day now now they're so mainstream well you and i specifically early on talked about casey neistat which right. is now a name that a lot of people know not everybody he's certainly huge. not a household name but in the youtube world and people who are aware of youtube he's king yeah. um 
And if the name only kind of rings a bell to you guys, you might have seen his name pop up as the guy that CNN went after and said, we like what you're doing, we want you to work with us. So the YouTube community had mixed reactions saying, we liked you when you were our guy. You did these great daily vlogs just for us. <laughs> you're selling out. And he did a vlog about that and said, I'm not selling out. This is what you're doing. Right. I'm trying. I'm not trying to just do this to talk to myself. I'm trying to build an audience, exactly. be able to make profit from it, to make a living. And now I'm going to get to do it with the resources of CNN. So I'm in a bizarre way and proud of him, even though I don't know him, because I Me looked too, at him yeah. as one of the first YouTubers that I said, ooh, look at this guy. Look at what he's doing. It's good this for is everybody. interesting. And then to see him validated by the CNN deal is, uh, you know, I think interesting for everybody. So now YouTube TV came out just on, you know, just rolled out this last week. So there's not a lot of reviews yet, other than that a lot of people are saying that the app and the streaming service itself is really slick. You know, a lot of people who have, whether it's Comcast or Dish or whatever, a lot of these offer the mobile version. Hey, you can get it on your phone. You can get it on your, you know, your iPad or your tablet. But then you try it and it's jumpy and it doesn't really work that great. It's buffering. The quality's ugly for the first couple minutes. Then it comes into focus. The reviews so far for YouTube TV are that it looks great, that it works great. It's, you know, they have obviously a competitive advantage in the streaming business. They've been in, they've been doing that for a long time. So they've gotten that all figured out. Uh, and that membership, you know, for 30 some bucks a month, drop in the bucket, each membership gets six accounts. And one of the biggest feathers in their cap is that unlimited storage. So a lot of people would say, I love these streaming services, but you know, I can't record stuff. YouTube TV is now offering unlimited cloud storage yeah. for nine months. So I can record this stuff. They're storing it for me for free. So the old days of whether you have the TiVo or the DVR that your cable company is charging you for, they've already figured that out. They knew that that was probably going to be one of those things that people would say they wanted. So they have included it. So this is a pretty substantial out of the gates offering. and. I can't help but wonder how quickly this will gain momentum. It is not here in Seattle yet where we are, um, which makes a lot of traditional television folks happy because, right. you know, you, you don't want to <laughs> But to is, have, it gonna, is it going to carry local programming though? They are carrying some local programming, so, I mean, yes, it, it you know, and the, including NBC. They'll be, but, you know, a little trade secret. You make your money on television <laughs> and on radio and things like that through advertisements. As much as the world wants to roll their eyes at commercials, that's kind of how this works. If we're to bring you this great content, to bring you the news, to cover all of the events and things that happen in your world that you need to know more about, when the world's largest tunnel boring machine, Big Bertha, four years later came out of the ground uh, this last week, people want to see it. Like it or not, they want to see it. What does it look like? Of course. It costs money. That's resources. And we're able to cover those costs by advertising and running commercials. So when somebody like a YouTube TV comes in, it is going to threaten. It's definitely going to be competing for the same territory and how people go about getting their TV. So in addition to that live TV, that unlimited cloud DVR, that's going to be a very big deal. And again, I can hold it for up to nine months. Um, I am reading in this particular article I looked at, uh, they're saying this from Gizmodo, which does great articles on tech, technology. Uh, they're saying that one of the big downsides is, which is kind of good news if you're in a competitive industry, uh, watching it on the TV, not so good. Um, at least to me, they're saying, you know, right now you got to have Chromecast or, or a Chromecast enabled TV in order to get this to, to play and to stream the way you want it up on your actual television, you got to have one of those devices. So to me, I look at that and say, oh, 
Okay, good. So they're not totally, they don't have it all worked out just yet, but that's why I thought it'd be very interesting to talk to you as a guy who does a lot on YouTube. You are, we'll just say in your mid to late 20s, <laughs> you represent a certain generation that I believe, I've always said to people, under 30 years old, I don't know people have televisions anymore. Do you have a television? I do have a television. You have it, but I will say we don't have cable. We have, um, we have like a digital antenna. It looks like a mouse pad. Right. And that's what we do. And then we do Hulu and Netflix. And I also, I actually pay for YouTube Red, which is YouTube without commercials. Okay. And I'm kind of disappointed that this is not included in that. Like, I think I, this would be an add-on. Right. But it's still cheaper than, I mean, you said $100 for a cable right. deal. So it's still cheaper. But yeah, that that's how we get our entertainment. So it's, if there's and ever a show. Is that reflective of your, your friends, the people that yeah. you, you run with? Yeah. I mean. Paying for television is just not a reality. My parents do that. I don't do that. Like we would, when I lived at home in Tennessee, we would always go to my parents' house to see like The Walking Dead or whatever <laughs> because they, they had DVR. Wow. I mean, that's. I guess what I assumed I was going to hear from you. It's it's very interesting because, you know, YouTube, they put out some of their data over the last year. You know, they've got a billion hours of YouTube watched a day. <laughs> it's Nearly insane. five billion videos are watched a day. And of that, a billion hours of YouTube are watched every single day. In fact, they're saying that that's so much that it is equals essentially the, the amount of television across all channels that are being watched, consumed in a day. And this is all just on YouTube. And in fact, they're saying that the average per month, eight out of 10 people between 18 and 49, which if you ever hear that, the demo, the key demo, the demographics, 18 to 49 is kind of the sweet spot. That's who advertisers want to hit. That's who they want to talk to. That's who they want to pay for their commercial to run during your show. If you can prove that 18 to 49 year olds like your product. And they're saying that eight out of 10 18 to 49 year olds are watching YouTube every month. So you've got an 80% rate of people who are already coming to your service it's free it seems like one of those things where they've gotten the audience on board they've built it to this massive point and now it seems only reasonable to say what if we charged them a little something right would they gravitate towards us and just make us their go-to well let me point out something i my friends think I'm crazy for paying for YouTube Red. I will say that. Right. They they don't understand that. They don't. And what are some examples of what you get on YouTube? I've seen the commercials on YouTube for YouTube Red. Right. It is paid content, right? What do you pay a month for that? It's twelve dollars. Twelve dollars a month, and that gets you shows, for right? Me, some zero original programming. Yeah. I don't actually watch the original programming. I I just kind of like. I use YouTube so, so much, you like that an actual... just to skip those ads that you could already skip. Well, I'm, after on, about I'm on it five so seconds, much, right? But I'm on it so much that it just kind of makes sense to do that. And it has other features too, like you can actually exit the app and the video will still play. So if you're listening to like an interview or whatnot, you don't have to be in the app the whole time. You can uh, get on Twitter and like do the <laughs> the dual experience right. of you know having a short attention span. And where are you consuming that YouTube? Is it on a tablet? Is it on? The it's TV? on my phone, and then phone. we have a smart TV, so I can I can throw it to the TV but I, I pretty much just watch it on my phone. So then the next logical question, and, and you can be totally honest, is that interesting to you, YouTube TV? It, yeah, the moment I heard about it, I'm interested in it. Do you think you're gonna do it? I wanna, see, I wanna see all of the channels, because I'm not a big- Well, I'll show you, I've got the whole list right here. Here's, oh. here's all 50 of them, and that is some of the downside, is that they're saying, sorry, I got a lot of paper here. <laughs> sorry, Andrew. You do have there. a lot of papers. Look, 
that's all of them there. There are some things that are going to be missing, uh, you know, which has always been the competitive advantage of cable or even satellite is things like I can tell you Central, right now things that you really want, like a Comedy Central, they're not on there. I can tell you right now, Bravo is on this list, and yep. my wife will. This is okay now. Like she, she will be fully on board. Sure, because she misses her house. That was one of those go-to channels for you. Yeah, she misses that. Right, and so uh, let's see. There's some great stuff on here. AMC, we could watch Walking Dead live. Yeah, right. Definitely, definitely into this list here. Yeah, I mean, the moment I heard about it, I knew that that was something that we would do. And the fact that you can save all the shows and watch it, I don't know how it does like on the go. I don't know. I think they said something about if you leave that particular state that they're or the city that they're in, it may not work. So I don't know. But once they work the kinks out, I'm interested in it. Yeah, obviously this is the early stages. They're just rolling it out into those five cities. We're not one of them yet, but it's safe to assume that this will attract a substantial audience based on how many users they already have. Right. Do you think your circles are going to jump on board? I think I think that they will, <laughs> even though that they think I'm crazy for paying for YouTube Red, but I think that this has a little bit more to offer to like, normal people that aren't just like obsessed with YouTube. I think that this would be something that it would it would just make sense mm -hmm. just money wise. It would make sense to pay for this as opposed to and you can take it with you. It's not like cable. You have to sit in front of that television. Right. This you can take everywhere. Well, and that's obviously leverage that streaming content has, you know, here even in, in a broadcast station like we're in right now, a lot of what I do is online. It's whether it's Facebook or on our .com, you know, the idea of just we got to hit people with content wherever they are. We can no longer be limited to hanging on the wall. And if they're at home and if they click that button and they choose us, we got to hit them where they are, which is on the go constantly. Everywhere you go, everybody's looking down at their phone right now. And half the time they're watching shows. You see it just about everywhere you go and how fast it seems to have happened because only a couple of years ago I was in production for a local comedy show we were doing out of Seattle we didn't have Facebook live things like this this was just like two years ago or a year and a half ago you know so now Facebook live people are doing actual shows on that <laughs> now you can go on to YouTube you're you're doing vlogs and you're doing this local lens project it's become this very legitimate platform which mixed is still in, hilarious mixed in with a sprinkling of <laughs> non-legitimate <laughs> stuff right. you know there still are plenty Probably more of, than a sprinkling but yeah <laughs> plenty of cat videos and things like that to go right. around so uh, where do you, you know, as a YouTuber, what do you make of all this? Is this validating to you? Do you go, great, told you. I think this is cool. I mean, I think it's cool for more people than just YouTubers though. I mean, I think even for like broadcast media, people always are kind of like nervous about, you know, what's gonna take over. But I think it's sure. just a new, it's just a new territory to dominate. I mean, it's mm -hmm. just, it, it's, a, you can meet people. I know what you're trying to say. It's because we work with people. a lot of television veterans here in this building, you know, there's people who have been on broadcast TV for decades, and those very same people now are, you know, saying, hey, Chris, will you come over and do this Facebook Live with me? I did one last night right. in the newsroom, and we were just kind of talking, you know, something that I think even two years ago, people would have been rolling their eyes and saying, how dare you? I'm right. a professional. You want me to do that? It is now it's though, this for your realistic way to reach your audience and there's just something about it. I have two daughters and I watch all they consume is YouTube. That's all they really want to watch. They would be impressed if I was on YouTube and not on television. I'll say this. When I used to tell people when they'd be like, what, what would your dream job be? And I'd be like, oh, I'd be a YouTuber. People were like, what? But now right. when you say that, now people are like, oh, and so stuff like this 
if for no other reason, my parents think it's more legitimate right. because they would see it as like, oh, this is a big business. Sure. You know, as opposed to, you know, just something that you do in the corners of yeah. the online world. It's actually in the open now. So. Well, and obviously a lot of that legitimacy comes with money, right? I mean, once people found out, oh, you can make money on YouTube, vloggers that were making people like we talked about earlier, Casey Neistat, you know, people were able to crunch the numbers and go, wow, wait a minute, this guy's wealthy. This isn't just a which is so unfortunate that people only like do things legitimate when you can right. make a big coin off of it. But I mean, it's it's you know, I I I thought it was legitimate before. So now, if other people can get on board with that, then that's that's good for everybody right. that's doing it. But again, tracing it back to money because you know businesses don't run themselves. You've got to make money to propel it forward. YouTube is no different. People need equipment. They need lights. Whether they're doing yep. these vlogs at their house or more exotic shoots like you guys are doing in local lens where you're going out and you're on location and you you know you, you need resources and it's time and Absolutely. you know you're an editor like I am some some people we work with you know they they stand in front of the camera but they don't physically take that footage and turn it into what it looks like you and I both do that and we have an appreciation for how much work that is which right. is quite frankly most of the work that right. is the toughest part and most critical part of it so to be able to make money from it is is an important part of the puzzle and I think it that's is. why you're seeing it legitimized and why now they're saying okay now we need to offer this as a real platform and that's why I wanted to shift gears for one more here because this uh, came out this week and uh, certainly has relevance to us locally in Seattle I know you're not a big sports guy no. but you have to <laughs> appreciate these financials here because Amazon you know they're right over there on the other side of the stadiums hey. uh, they are a substantial part of Seattle now they have uh, officially purchased the rights to Thursday Night Football, which has always been kind of the uh, stepbrother of the football games. This is the Thursday Nighter. It's often not the most exciting games of the week, but as football and as the NFL has just every year grown leaps and bounds and become you know, a global phenomenon and more and more popular, it's any piece of it, to be anywhere near it, is valuable. I was doing, you know, uh, what we called the sort of post-game show this last season, where we were just live online. We'd go walk around through the tailgates with the fans. We were on our, our our website and on Facebook because we just wanted to hear. We all love football. We love the teams. That's great. But what about the people? What are they feeling? What what is you know? It's this right. unique phenomenon: sports and tailgating and the energy and the rivalry. We're not even a part of these teams. Most people have never even <laughs> met the players, but they'll wear their their name on the back of their jersey, yeah. and it'll ruin their whole day when the Seahawks lose or when they win. They're gloating. You know, it, it's this strange emotion attached to sports, and with that and the popularity rising, has come a substantial dollar amount. So, the idea of Amazon stepping in is interesting but really it's the numbers and as we talked about the money part that I find interesting because last season everybody or most people who are fans of football noticed that Twitter had Thursday night football so on a Thursday even if you weren't paying attention and you went on Twitter you would notice wait is that the game streaming live it was just there and it was in HD and it was crisp I remember one time noticing it uh, when I was out and about and I, I was sort of blown away at how crisp and smooth it was and that this, oh, this isn't like watching a muddy version of right. this is the real deal for free here on Twitter. Yes, it's only Thursday night games, but boy, that's fun. Uh, reportedly, they paid about $10 million for that. <laughs> Amazon just paid $50 million for that very same thing uh, for this season. So 
Not only is that a staggering number, not so much for Amazon. I think they're good. Right. I think I think right. I think they'll be. I think Jeff Bezos could put that on his debit card. <laughs> He's probably good for that. Uh, but fifty million dollars, and they don't even have exclusivity, which is what I find interesting. Meaning that broadcast people can also put those games on the air. Whoever strikes a deal to carry Thursday Night Football, which is also on the NFL Network. But Amazon is going all in saying, we don't care. That's not who we're going after. We're going after the people who are parked online, who maybe only live online, and will they watch these football games Well, let me ask you a question. Does it say Amazon on the stream? How do they get... This is for their Prime subscribers. You know, like I'm one of them. I pay $99 a year. Oh, I'm still thinking of the Twitter. So if you're doing Amazon Prime, you go on there, just like I can watch their videos right now. My girls watch a lot of their shows on there. There's a lot of great original programs. You know, they've won awards now for shows that they have funded and created. But now you're going to get these Thursday night football games as a part of that. And two-day shipping. Which... I mean... Which... Look, I'm Come not, on. I am not endorsing Amazon other than to say that I cannot think of a company that has more affected my life over the past couple of years than Amazon. As a single father, two little girls, super busy trying to keep up with the world, I rely on Amazon right. for so much of what I do. Uh, when I'm in a pinch for groceries, things, supplies, even professionally. I, I rely on them a ton. So Is it bad that I use my mother-in-law's account? No, I think everybody does. <laughs> it's okay. Uh, and, you know, the company basically would need to add about 500,000 new customers to cover the cost that they're paying for these NFL games. But Amazon's kind of proven, I mean, you know, Bezos is preparing rocket ships to fly to the moon, you know, I mean, in Mars. I mean, it... They've got the money, they've got the resources, and he's proven that he's willing to even take a loss on things that he believes in in the long term. So starting next season, Thursday Night Football will be offered through Amazon for uh, 50, uh, five times mu- the markup from just one season ago, which is uh, pretty impressive, to say the least. But just Thursday nights? Just Thursday nights. That's how wow. valuable they foresee this NFL partnership. And some of it's probably a trial. They want to see, you know, if at the end of next season they post some numbers, unlike television, where there's some kind of mathematical equations to get ratings. It's different with streaming media. They can tell you. They can tell exactly. I can tell exactly how many tens of you are listening to this podcast right now. <laughs> I can get that data. Because shout out to all of you. All the tens. We have, you know, you've clicked on it. You're there on purpose. So streaming media has that as well in their back pocket. Perhaps that's why the likes of Amazon and Netflix don't release their numbers. They never tell you how many subscribers they have, how many people are watching these shows. They reserve the right to not make that public. So maybe it's not as impressive as we all think it is, but I think it is as impressive yeah. as we all think it <laughs> is. You're spending 50 million. Everybody yeah. we know uh, has it. So uh, a very interesting twist into the uh, digital streaming landscape. This is a pretty big deal. And to make a, a jump of five times the money, uh, is pretty staggering. There is one twist in here, though, which I mentioned is that Amazon doesn't even have a monopoly. You'd think for that kind of money, you want to own it. It's yours, and they don't. It's 10 Thursday night games for $50 million, but those games can also be broadcast by us at NBC or CBS or NFL Network. And I think that says Verizon so much. tries to carry some, so they're basically saying, no, this is so attractive to us. Right. You guys can date them, too. You can date. This is an open relationship. <laughs> As long as we have access as right. well. They know they know how powerful it is. They're, they're not impressive. even nervous about competition. You know, there is a saying, 
keep your enemies, you know, your friends close and your enemies closer. That's why I've invited my favorite YouTuber <laughs> into the studio here today. Well, thank you so much for having me. Thanks for doing this, man. Keep it up yeah. on Local Lens. Everybody go check it out for real. These guys are good. I would have gushed about them before now, but for competitive reasons, I don't. <laughs> I just pretend they don't exist right thank down the you. hall doing great I, stuff. I appreciate what you're saying. <laughs> you get it. I, you get, get, it. I get what you're saying. All right, thanks. <laughs> on Twitter and Instagram at Next Best Pod. That's the worst name I ever heard. This is the exclusive ending of the Next Best Podcast. Chris, I like you. I just don't think it was an incredible vocal performance. That's the point I was trying to make.